We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Israel's prime minister is calling for the immediate deportation of some African migrants who were involved in a violent clash in Tel Aviv. In response to the clashes, Netanyahu has also ordered a plan to remove all the country's African migrants. The bloody protests between rival groups of Eritreans left dozens of people injured. Saturday's violence returns to the fore the issue of immigration, which has long divided Israel. I'm Lawrence Brooks. Florida's recovery from Hurricane Adalia is underway, but thousands of power customers across the state still have no electricity. Utility crews are working to restore service, but it could be many more days for some of the hardest hit and isolated areas. Tens of thousands of people gathered for the Burning Man Festival remain stranded in the Nevada desert after storms swept through the area. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager isn't sure he recognizes his country. University of Chicago reports that 30 million Americans believe violence is justified to keep Trump from the presidency. Mm, it's one out of every 10 of my fellow Americans. To think that I, I share this country with such people is difficult. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. It's a tough time for everyone in this economy with everything costing more. We're here to help by giving away 18K in gas and groceries. It's our gas and groceries giveaway. Visit am1280thepatriot.com to enter daily. 13 winners will score between $500 and $1,000. And one grand prize winner gets a year's worth of gas and groceries. Enter daily at am1280thepatriot.com. From the Genovations Regen Weather Center, today's high around 100 degrees. Tonight's low 74 and clear skies. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, it is the uh, last uh, Sunday before uh, school starts, of course. Uh, the uh, school year gets going, at least for public schools. Here in the state of Minnesota, I imagine some private schools have already gotten uh, started. So we hope you are enjoying uh, your day, probably out at the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair. So uh, some of you may be listening to this uh, via the podcast. But if you are listening live right now but can't listen to the entire thing, yeah, you can check out our podcast later on. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Podcasts, and uh, check out any of your favorite shows. But regardless of how you are tuning in, we thank you tremendously. So uh, a lot of talk has been going on recently. One of the big local news stories, of course, has to do with the school resource officers and how many school districts have chosen, or excuse me, uh, law enforcement jurisdictions have chosen not to have a school resource officer or one of their own officers placed in schools uh, because of some 
I know ambiguity or lack of clarification on a new state law uh, regarding of what kind of uh, tactics a school resource officer can engage in. Uh, and by the way, uh, I don't know how much I have to add on this. I'll, I'll take the first segment to at least talk about it, give a, uh, give my own thoughts. But you definitely want to check out the podcast from Mitch Berg's uh, program yesterday. Uh, he had on State Representative Walter Hudson in the first hour of his broadcast. So definitely check out Mitch's podcast page to find out or to uh, listen to Walter's insights on this because Walter as Walter Hudson does, uh, has a lot to say on this, a lot to share, and some very valued insights, in my opinion, on this issue. Uh, But before we get to any of that, I do want to get to cut number one right away. So uh, Renee Cooper, she is a reporter for uh, KSTP Channel 5 News. Uh, She got a chance to talk to some prominent officials regarding this, including uh, Sheriff Dewana Witt. Now, Dewana Witt is the sheriff, elected sheriff for Hennepin County. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not exactly a rib rock conservative, okay? So if we're going to try to break down this discussion in the typical partisan fight, all right, uh, this actually seems to have some bipartisan concern uh, regarding the new law. And I've said it before. The way that the DFL majority governed this last legislature, legislative session, I should say, it was almost as if they were throwing things against the wall to see what stuck. And as you know, we talked about it a couple of months ago with Representative Harry Niska. There are a good number of laws that where there are lawsuits being brought against them. Okay, a lot of the legislation passed in this legislative session. In addition, to laws like this governing how school resource officers should engage students, particularly incidents within schools, that, you know, left a lot to be desired, a lot of ambiguity. So, again, uh, I'll let you listen to this. I'll come back with my own comments. So this is a 5 Eyewitness News reporter Renee Cooper uh, talking about this uh, new SRO uh, law affecting SROs, cut number one. In the meantime, school safety is top of mind for parents as we begin the school year. We're wrapping up day two for some students. The majority go back to class next week. Mm -hmm. And a change in state law over how school resource officers can respond is being widely criticized. Five Eyewitness News was in Redwood Falls yesterday as they grappled with how to keep students safe and staff ultimately pausing their SRO plans. Now, today... Two metro agencies are announcing they, too, are dropping SROs. And Renee Cooper is here with a message to state leaders. Renee? Leah, add the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office and Coon Rapids Police to the growing list of agencies eliminating school resource officers over that new state law. I took those concerns to Governor Walls during one of his stops at the state fair today. And the attorney general has said, look, if it's life or death of the officer, the teacher, or the student, you do what you need to do on that. There's some law enforcement agencies in 12 districts out of the, the several hundred who have chosen that uh, they want more clarification on that. We shouldn't have that, those discrepancies. The Hennepin County Sheriff becoming one of at least two law enforcement agencies on Tuesday to pull school resource officers this year. And at least three agencies this week fearing backlash. I was a SRO for six years. And it was in a setting for a school. And I could tell you from personal experience that there were times that I had to use restraints in order to protect students from each other or themselves again, or the staff even. So what is it that we can do when we encounter those situations? Standing by and waiting for it to reach a certain level is not and should not be an option. Sheriff Witt says she won't consider reversing her decision until the law is changed. Is there specific language that you think needs to be added or taken away? I would say uh, it would be best to eliminate it. We know what we need to do. We know that it's supposed to be the least amount of force necessary to get a person or a situation under control. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have called for executive action to allow for a rewording or clarifying of the bill. Do you plan to take action on the executive order or a special session? Uh, We'll look at what the attorneys say on that. If it's needed, we do, because we're in total agreement on this, that if schools want to use resource officers that they should be able to do so we'll work hand in hand with them if there's a clarification we'll do it well i think uh it doesn't need to be clarification i think the law just needs to be written for how it's intended 
Okay, we'll just stop it right there. So, all right, so the the, the lady's voice you heard, uh, Sheriff Dewana Witt, again, Hennepin County, not exactly a rib rock conservative, okay, and being very frank, say, hey, look, okay, we get it. You know, I mean, Governor Walls, and, and by the way, isn't that classic Governor Walls? He says, well, well, well there's about maybe 11 or 12 uh, uh, law enforcement office, uh, j- jurisdictions out of uh, out of maybe 12 districts. You know, there may be 11 or 12 districts out of hundreds that just want more clarification. You know, that was kind of the attitude he he governed with last time. Well, you know, people don't agree with that. Screw them. I mean, he didn't say those exact words, but that's kind of the tone he gives off. Same with uh, people who objected to an $18 billion surplus being whizzed away and then taxes increased on top of it. A lot of people moved out of the state, and Governor Walls and others kind of shrugged their shoulders saying, well, well, we don't need them. Again, didn't say those exact words, but that's kind of the air they give off. And this is kind of the air he gives off here. And he says, well, look, you know, if it's a life or death situation, of course they can use restraints. Okay, uh, yeah, that seems pretty obvious. So so what is an officer to do? Wait until another student plunges a knife into another student's back before they can take action? You know, and, and again, this is more of a bipartisan issue. But some don't see it that way. Uh, perhaps one of the more anti-police advocates out there, Javi Murillo, he was a former uh, president of the local SEIU, okay, union thug. He, he put on Twitter, you know, responding to an NPR news article, say, you know, NPR news article said police departments pull school officers due to new Minnesota restraint law. And, of course, Javi Mario, again, former union thug, wow, we've seen it over and over again. If they can't police like they want to, i.e. choke your kids, they won't police at all. And that's not helpful. Okay, again, the sheriff of Hennepin County has specifically said, we realize that we have to use restraint sometime, and we already know what to do. We want to use the minimum amount of restraint possible to stop an escalating situation. But some some situations call for more restraint than others. We just need we just want clarification on it. That's all. But again, People just dismiss it as it's, as it's part as an issue. And, you know, I, I get Javier's perspective. He's probably still bitter he got shot down because he was one of the biggest defund the police advocates out there. And that got shot down when it was a ballot question for the Minneapolis elections in 2021. And I remember he sub- he appeared on a TPT Almanac show later that week. And, oh, man, was he bitter. He, he had to do everything he could uh, to restrain himself after that. So... Uh, it's kind of amusing to to see him take this uh, tactic here. Uh, amusing, but not terribly surprising either. Uh, but an Alpha Alpha News op-ed uh, pointed out that they're hopeful that uh, rules can be clarified to get officers back in school. And again, I'll just uh, read a quick excerpt from, uh, again, this Alpha News op-ed. In a statement, uh, Attorney General Keith, El- Keith Ellison wrote that the new law does not bar officers from quote-unquote, reasonable uses of force. Again, what is considered reasonable? Walls wrote in, Governor Walls wrote in a statement of his own that his administration will work with school leaders and law enforcement agencies to assure they have the guidance and resources they need to do their jobs effectively. And uh, we are discouraged that a significant law that impacts the safety of our children was imposed without any stakeholder input, Minnesota Sheriff's Association Executive Director James Stewart said. However, we remain optimistic that we can all work together to resolve the many concerns that the oversight oversight has created. Uh, We here on the editorial board hopes that optimism will prove to be well-placed. State officials should work energetically with law enforcement and school districts to develop some kind of clarification or assurance long before the legislature reconvenes in January, with most schools opening on Tuesday, districts that want school resource officers in their buildings should have them back in as soon as possible. Well, I mean, you would, you would. It's not surprising that Alpha News would take that. Te- I'm sorry, what? I'm getting a my producer speaking in my ear. Oh, that's not Alpha News. Well, that's a Star Tribune editorial I was reading. Oh, Spencer, I appreciate the clarification on that. Uh, okay, yeah. So even the even the uh, these conservative stooges at the Star Tribune are calling for uh, some sort of clarification, or maybe dare I say, even a special session to rewrite the law. 
if necessary, or add language to it, take language, whatever, whatever. And again, this is the this is what happens when you legislate by just throwing things against the wall, see what sticks. And again, I I firmly believe that some of these laws were passed like, yeah, you know, some of these may not pass constitutional muster and some of it's a, a little dubious, but guess what? You can't sue us for everything because as we talked about a month or two ago, there are multiple laws that are facing legal scrutiny that are where there are lawsuits being brought against them. Okay. That's one thing, but then to pass a law where it's so ambiguous and lacks clarity that, it's irresponsible. And this is on the heels of what took place earlier this year at my alma mater, St. Paul Harding High School, where there was a stabbing death that took place. And was there a school resource officer there? I I I I, I seem to remember asking that question. I don't remember that there was I don't remember that there was. I don't believe that there was. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. But that's the point. Again, I'm not saying that stabbings are rampant. In these schools, not saying that at all. But, you know, for all the gun-grabbing advocates out there that talk about, well, 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 one one gun death is too many. Well, yeah, also one death of any kind in in a school is way too many. And there are resources to try to prevent that. But when you're throwing these ambiguous laws against the wall and they're sticking, you know, we just want a little more clarification, that's all, Uh, is a... is Vincent on line one? Okay, well, I tell you what, Spencer, we need to take a break. We're a little overdue, but if Vincent wants to hold, I'll take his call and we can come back. And if you are if you are interested in calling in as well to weigh in on any of these topics, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada, we're where you are. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Foundations Christian Academy believes in nurturing young minds, shaping hearts, and fostering a strong foundation in Christ. We are an affordable private Christian school in Ham Lake a passionate community dedicated to empowering families and inspiring students to reach their fullest potential. At Foundations Christian Academy, we recognize that parents are the primary educators in their child's life. That's why we have created a unique partnership model, working hand-in-hand with parents to provide a comprehensive Christ-centered education. Together, we strive to create an environment where your child can flourish academically, spiritually, and personally. Imagine a school where every subject is infused with biblical truth where your child learns the fundamentals of math, science, and language arts, and the timeless wisdom in God's Word. Our educational curriculum is thoroughly biblical, instilling godly character and values into the hearts of our students. Search for Foundations Christian Academy, Ham Lake, to discover the difference for your family. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841 800-989-0841 That's 800-989-0841 
Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. The Michelle Tafoya Podcast, free on YouTube or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're roofers that give free, no-obligation, honest inspections. For real. We'd be honored if you look us up at TheKingdomBuilders.com. That's TheKingdomBuilders.com. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check us out via our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream up and running. And as always, our good friend Gary from War Road checks in and says hello. Well, hello back, Gary. Thank you, as always, for checking us out. I do have a quick phone call we want to get to before we move on to other topics. Uh, Vincent is on line one. Vincent, we only have about a minute or two. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for the call, taking the call on. Hello. Hello. Um, to do with the officers, you know, So I heard one of the communities, they're not going to have any inside the school, but they said the police department, they're going to be around them. So in case something happens, because usually you have to call the if something happens, you got to call nine one one, and then nine one one calls the local police, and then the police there call the officer on duty. So all going through all that, there can a policeman if he's sitting there, he hears something. Can he run in there? Does he have to wait for them, his boss to tell him to go in there? Yeah, thanks for the call, Vincent. Uh, I mean, as far as the letter of the law. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. I, you know, I I can't I can never emphasize enough. I'm certainly uh, no legal beagle, so I don't know if he has to wait until he's dispatched or if he has a reasonable belief, you know, uh, that there is an incident that requires his attention. Certainly, uh, yeah, that that specifically, I don't know. Um, so that's uh, I mean, if any anybody that's more well versed in the law that can answer. Uh, Vincent's question, feel free to do so. But uh, I would think if there is some sort of reasonable uh, suspicion that there is something that requires law enforcement attention, uh, they can re- they can react accordingly, just go in and check it out. I'm not suggesting they go in with guns blazing or anything like that. So uh, good question, Vincent. Again, I just I, I simply don't know, but I appreciate the call nonetheless. I do want to move on to another topic here real quick and a uh, rather scary moment taking place. Uh, in Kentucky, I believe it was for, before the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, if I'm not mistaken. It uh, doesn't really matter, but uh, Senate, minor, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who, of course, was in his home state of Kentucky, uh, was speaking at this conference. And here is, uh, Spencer, we have that ready. Cut number two. This is a Senator McConnell uh, speaking at this venue. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Okay, we'll stop there right there. I think you can, You can. obviously the video is more powerful, but I think you can glean from the audio that they're asking Senator McConnell a question, and this particular reporter was asking about if he's considering running for re-election in 2026 when Senator McConnell will be 84 years old. And if he were to run in 2026 and win, that would take him through age 90. Well, if you've seen uh, Senator McConnell of late, he looks every millisecond of his 81-plus years. And this was very, very sad to watch, very, very tough to watch. This was the second high-profile freeze-up Senator McConnell's had in the last month. And it's getting to the point where Congress is doubling as a geriatric ward. I mean, think about it. You have Senator McConnell's in his 80s. Uh, Senator Grassley, who was recently reelected out of Iowa, I believe he's 86. He was just reelected last November. Now, he seems pretty well 
he seems in pretty good shape mentally and physically for 86. But again, you're age 86, right? Nancy Pelosi, she's in her 80s. I mean, it, it's it's scary when the Senate Majority Leader is continue, is considered part of the youth movement. Uh, Chuck Schumer is the Senate Majority Leader. He's in his early 70s, and he's downright youthful compared to compared to these people. Okay, Senator Dianne Feinstein. I mean, she recently had to be told how to vote. One of her aides was sitting next to her, I think, in a committee meeting, and had to tell her how to vote because she's basically confined to a wheelchair and and quite frankly, not all there. So I I just bring this up to say that Senator McConnell, if there are people closest close to him, obviously his family who love him, it's time to intervene. Because he suffered a concussion, I believe it was earlier this year, like in March time frame, something along those lines. And he was just gone for a number of days after suffering a fall and, and subsequently getting a concussion. Now, Senator McConnell has polio, so he's frail to begin with, regardless of his age. And he has a, he's had a tendency to tumble because, let's face it, when you have polio, you aren't all that steady on your feet. And then combine that with the fact is age, when you suffer a concussion at that age, it takes longer to recover from. But hey, let's 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 just wait a few weeks and then throw him back into this high profile demanding job that he has as Senator Majority Leader. Now again, he has I I would uh doing the doing the quick math, it's three and a half years until the twenty twenty six elections. I mean, at minimum he can't run for re election. But I don't see how he's going to make it there. And sadly, what should come as zero shock in today's political climate, the loudest voices who demanded McConnell move on, uh, not so coincidentally, haven't been nearly as vocal over the obvious limitations of the walking cadaver in the White House or the senior senator out of California, Diane Feinstein, who I just talked about or the incoherent Senator Hoodie out of Pennsylvania. Of course, I'm talking about John Fetterman. Had the stroke during the Democrat primary for the 2022 election, ended up being the candidate, and then uh, had some very obvious limitations, went on the campaign trail. If he campaigned at all in 2022, the one debate he had with his Republican opponent for the general election, uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz, was very incoherent, yet was still elected, as a U.S. senator out of Pennsylvania, and within a month had to be hospitalized to be treated for depression. Very clearly has not recovered from his stroke. And the fact that some NBC news reporter pointed this out during an interview with Senator Fe- or I think he was just a candidate at the time, I think it was before he was elected, saying that he had very obvious limitations that he had to have the words transcribed to him on a monitor, okay, and how the video was doctored, to make it look like he was answering questions instantaneously, that NBC news journalist was pilloried. But Senator McConnell, hey, there, 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 there's no limitations on the savagery that's that's aimed for him. And by the way, for those who are suggesting that Senator McConnell is stepping down because they think that, hey, this is a golden opportunity because Kentucky's governor... Andy Bashir is a Democrat, and it's typically under the purview of the governor to appoint a U.S. senator when there's a vacancy, you know, whether a senator steps down, resigns, or passes away or whatnot, it's under the purview of, of the state's governor. And they're licking their chops thinking, well, Kentucky has a, uh, has a Democrat governor. Well, I uh, hate to throw a monkey wrench into the plans of you soulless ghouls, or maybe I don't hate to do it. Uh, the fact is, Kentucky's law for replacing a U.S. senator who leaves office is different than the majority of states. Now, I'll grant you the majority of states, the purview is with the governor to appoint a replacement. Like when Al Franken resigned in 2017, it was up to then-Governor Dayton to appoint whomever he desired, and he did. He appointed, obviously, a far-left Democrat to replace far-left Democrat Al Franken. Well, Kentucky, I'll just read one uh, excerpt of their uh, of their statute. Uh, the appointee, in this case, who would replace Senator McConnell, shall be selected from a list of three names submitted by the State Executive Committee of the same political party as the senator who held the vacant seat to be filled. In other words, 
If Senator McConnell steps down, leaves a vacancy, the Republican Party of Kentucky will submit three names to the state executive committee. And if those names are approved, then the governor, in this case, Democrat Governor Andy Bashir, has to select one of those three names within 21 days uh, from the date of the list submission. So Senator McConnell, even if he steps down, will be replaced by a Republican. So, again, for those uh, leftists who are jumping up and down like poo-flinging monkeys, um, it's going to be a Republican that's going to get that seat. And all the more paramount, I think, from the Republican perspective, that Mitch McConnell definitely needs to step aside for humanity's sake. It's very clear he's not well. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we cannot let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. The bill should also move quickly through the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up, be heard. Or you can text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 Patriot. Make up your mind. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. You can check us out at uh, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. If you'd like to weigh in on any of the topics we discussed today or check out our live stream at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Again, go to Facebook. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give our page a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, folks, want to take a little transition now and welcome to the broadcast our first guest of today's show, uh, Joe Keekbush is a member of the Board of Directors with the Warrior 196 Leadership Foundation. By the way, you can check out their fine website at warrior196.org. 
Uh, their mission is to honor and remember the five men from Independent School District 196 who paid the ultimate sacrifice while actively serving our country by providing young uh, providing scholarships to young leaders and support to the community. So Joel is coming on to promote an upcoming uh, 5K race where uh, we'll be in lines to benefit the students. Again, that's uh, Independent School District 196, which includes uh, right here where we are in Egan, as well as Apple Valley and Rosemont. So with that, uh, we'd like to welcome to the broadcast the aforementioned Joel Keekbush. Uh, Mr. Keekbush, good to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. So 5K race uh, taking place uh, this Saturday, September 9th. Do I have that right, sir? I think you got all of it covered. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Foundation so, and the race and everything, yep. Okay. Yeah, it's at Egan It's, it's at Egan High School. It uh, starts at 9 a.m. Okay, and uh, if, is, it still, uh, or is it still open for people to register, maybe uh, participate in this event, Joel Keekbush? How do, yeah. how's the logistics go? Yes, we're going to run registration through the end of, uh, I think up to next Friday. Um, we will do a cross. We, you register on race, raceroster.com. You can go to raceroster.com and just do a quick search for Warrior 196, and it will take you to that registration page. That will run through today, tomorrow, and I believe through Tuesday. Um, and then we'll, it'll switch over to what's called Track, but you still go through the raceroster.com um, website, and that'll it'll sign everybody up. Um, we just have to do that switch over for, so we have a list of people. Uh, it matches up with our timing system when we kick in on Saturday morning. Okay. So, yeah, all the way through the week, raceroster.com, warrior196 search. Yeah, and obviously, uh, certainly, given the uh, given your website, uh, as uh, by the way, warrior196.org, if you'd like more information, folks, about this uh, fine organization and, and, the, uh, and the wonderful tribute you're paying to these uh, five individuals who uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice. Um, now, these five individuals, as we indicated, had attended school in within your school district. Uh, did all these five individuals serve recently, uh, Joe Keekbush? Was it in the part of the war on terror? Was it previous conflicts? Uh, why don't you uh, give us some background on those folks? Sure. Um, there are five five fellows, who, um, two from Apple Valley, one from Egan, and two from Rosemount, um, who all served in the military, Army and, Army and Marines. Okay. And between 2006 and 2011, we lost these five guys. Wow. Um, the first one was Nathaniel Doring, who was an Apple Valley grad. He flew uh, Cobra helicopters in the Marines, and his chopper went down in enemy territory. Um, then in 2007, Daniel Olson, who was a Lance Corporal in the Marines, um, an Egan High School graduate, he was, he was killed in action. And then the following year, 2009, I believe it was, um, Lieutenant, or I'm sorry, uh, Corporal Ben Kopp, who was a graduate of Rosemont High School, was killed in action while he was basically covering fire for a, um, a sniper crew that was trying to get out, and he took a round, and mm-hmm. he was mortally wounded. They got him out and got him to Germany, but he didn't make it. Um, and then the following year, Chris Gakey, Lieutenant, First Lieutenant Chris Gakey, who's a graduate of uh, Apple Valley High School, um, he was killed in an attack on a police station. They were, they were manning in Kandahar, Afghanistan, and then a year later, Andrew Wolford, who was a corporal in the in the in the army um, military police, he was killed. I believe that was in Afghanistan too. And he was a Rosemount grad. So yeah, anytime <laughs> anytime I get a chance to say that, I have to mention that you know the names of the boys. They are you know they speak their name. I shall never die, and that's that's kind of what about what our motto's been for the past ten years with the race. Is we make sure that people know who they are and know the commitment they made and and how we could you know now finding a way to honor them by by in their name, giving scholarships back to high school kids. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, you were a former. Uh, you were were you an educator within this district, Joel? Do I have that right? Yes, I taught. I taught for twenty four years as a special ed teacher at ECU High School. Okay. Um, and I, you know, as a teacher, I, I didn't really necessarily. I heard about you know a kid out of, out of Apple Valley being killed. I think the first one was 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 Chris Gakey. Sure. Um, and then I kind of just looked back and went, oh wait, there's others. Yeah, there was Ben Cop the year before. Oh, and the year before that, and the year, you know. So it kind of, it's, it kind of just, as I found out the names, it really kind of hit me, and I went, "Holy cow, that's a lot." I mean, yeah. considering how we fight wars nowadays, that's a lot of casualties coming out sure. of one very small area. Right. So I thought, you know, as teachers, we ask kids, especially high school teachers, to 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 think about a career, or think about a life that's bigger than themselves, or serving something bigger and stronger than themselves. And these kids did that. 
and they lost their lives in doing that. And as teachers, at least as my standpoint as a teacher, it was to say, wow, we asked you to do something bigger and broader, and you lost your life doing it. I owe you something. Mm-hmm. I owe you a memory that we that we can keep honoring you guys as, you know, as we go forward in time. Yeah, and again, we this is a wonderful organization that you put together, uh, the Warrior 196 Leadership Foundation. Uh, when about, uh, at what time frame did this get started? As you, as you mentioned, uh, Joel, this, uh, these young men all perish you know, within a five-year time yeah. frame. Uh, when did this organization get started, and uh, what was the and uh, who came up with the idea with a, with a 5K? The initial foundation was actually the Christopher Gakey uh, Leadership Foundation, which came okay. about in 2000, I think 10, right after Chris had been killed. His family, his, his, his parents got together and formed, formed the foundation. I had found out, like I said, I kind of had a process in figuring out who all these guys were. So about a year or two later, I reached out to Ben Cox's mom, Jill Stevenson, and we sat down and, and in our living room and said, hey, you know, I'm a teacher in the district. I'd like to do something to honor, you know, your son and four other boys who you know, have been killed in action overseas. And she jumped on it and said, yep. We talked to uh, Daniel Olson's folks, and we talked to Rainy Geeky, who is um, Chris's dad. And everybody was like, thumbs up. Yeah, let's do this. And the 5K came from the fact that I, was, I had been a college track coach for, you know, years at the University of St. Thomas. Before that, I was a high school coach. And, and, you know, and I run, so there's not a lot of 5Ks down in this area. And I thought, hey, let's put the two together, have a cool 5K race in the area, and then also have it have a, a whole bunch of meaning, you know, that you're doing this for the right reasons. They're giving money back to kids in the district, and, and you're honoring the names, you know, these, these kids who, who lost a lot. Yeah, and what a wonderful tribute. Obviously, there are uh, so many students that go through School District 196, and for them mm-hmm. for them to have the opportunity at these scholarship dollars, I think I, I can't think of a better tribute to pay to these young men who also went through that school district than to, to bless yeah. these other students. So, yeah, definitely a wonderful endeavor, worthwhile cause. Well, well Joe Keekbush, in, in the event people can't make this 5K, I would assume an organization like this would uh, certainly take any kind of uh, financial donations. And if so, maybe you can uh, convey to the folks how that uh, can be possible. Absolutely. Um, I believe they can do that. I think there's a, we have a link on the race roster website for that if people want to make a donation. But we have a, we have a more, uh, that one will fade out after the race is over. Um, we'll pull that offline. So on our webpage, the uh, warrior196.org, there is a, a, a link to be able to, to make a donation to the, to the foundation. Fantastic. Again, warrior196.org is the website, kind of your one-stop shop for everything. They they talk about who uh, is a member of the board uh, with this organization, including Joel himself and, uh, and, and all the endeavors that they're engaged in, and also some nice uh, bios on each of the five uh, young men who lost their lives, paid the ultimate price uh, to uh, protect uh, freedom in our country, and we always like to honor those who, who have done so well. Joe Keekbush, again, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Best of luck with this uh, endeavor coming this uh, weekend. Hope you get a lot of turnout, a lot of participation. And, again, we appreciate you and the folks at Warrior 196 for uh, paying homage to these uh, young men and uh, keeping their uh, keeping their legacies alive. So thank you very much again. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Very much appreciated, sir. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same 
email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. PragerTopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, PragerTopia Unlimited. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. For women facing unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful and saving lives. Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello, I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care and get tested. The government requires insurance companies to cover not only colonoscopy, but a range of tests, including virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive exams. Talk to your doctor about your options today. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org. Advantage Autoglass is your local autoglass specialist for over 20 years. Expect a lifetime warranty and no insurance hassle. Visit ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. One final segment this hour, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Excuse me, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like or a follow there if you haven't done so already. And follow along the broadcast on our live stream where we have that up and running. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, uh, appreciate uh, Joel Keekbush. He is a one of the uh, member of the board of directors with the Warrior One Nine Six Leadership Foundation. So, uh, if you want to find out more about the organization, again, Warrior One Nine Six dot org is the uh, website. And by the way, I've linked to it at bradcarlson dot org on my blog post promoting today's show. So you can also uh, get it there as well. That's Warrior One Nine Six dot org. I uh, want to get to one final uh, topic here this hour. Let's see. This would be, uh, Spencer, we have cut number three ready. So many of you may have heard there was a 12-year-old young man by the name of Jaden who was attending. Uh, he attended a uh, charter school in the state of Colorado, and he was wearing a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. Now, if you don't know what a, if you don't know specifically what a Gadsden flag, uh, the Gadsden flag is, it's the you know the don't tread on me, you know the one with a with the snake on it. it says don't tread on me. Okay, it's the Gadsden flag, and he was asked to remove it because it was disruptive to the classroom environment. Really, so how would a flag that uh, originated in the Revolutionary War, how would that? at all be disruptive. Well, uh, uh, Jaden's mother apparently recorded the meeting with the teacher. So Jaden, his mother, and Jaden's teacher all met to so the mother could get some clarity. Why is my son being asked to remove this patch? Why was he taken out of the classroom because he wouldn't remove this patch? So uh, if you listen closely to the teacher uh, respond to the mother's uh, inquiries, it's about three minutes long. So, Spencer, if we have that uh, clip, here we go. Thank you. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? It's a historical flag. 
So there, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. That Which is, is what untrue. Was, um, that's the reasoning behind why we do not want to slave. The Gadsden flag. The don't tread on me. Mm -hmm. Which is the Gadsden flag. Okay. Um, okay. So he, he, um, he's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go. I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah, so I asked if can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? <laughs> like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying to, and then he said you were close. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like, that wasn't, that's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of like the, um, the Confederate pet. Our Confederate flag? <laughs> okay, I, so, I am just here to enforce, the, no, I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district, okay. and definitely you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or to be correct. That, you have every right to be correct. If you, like, go on their website, it's, like, says in big so, letters. I, all, I, all I'm saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches, period, like you said, there's no patches allowed at the school. You cannot display what you think or anything like that, or what cheer or anything like that. Um, I, I don't. I think it's like one-sided, you know, yes. because you allow some patches but not other, other patches. Other kids have patches, like other names, and like the American flag. That sucks. Yeah, that was like flown during the revolution, but. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand that at all. So what I can do to and if, you, if you go onto the ACLU's website side, yeah, let's let's talk to I can, I I can have you speak to I, I can have you speak to our Jeff Yoakum okay. again, okay. Um, and then he can refer you to our person at the district. Okay. Um, because, like I said, we're following district policy okay. is what we're doing. The last thing I want is him out of class. Yeah, I know like, he, he, he takes his classes seriously. Yes. He studies. He does, he wants to get straight A's. He did that. He made honor rolls when he was here before. Yeah. He intends to do that again right now, but it's hard because he keeps missing class for this. So I understand that. Yeah, and I, I mean, we teach him to always stick up for your beliefs. And I mean, you're going over the revolution this for seventh grade. I mean, the founding fathers stood up for what they believed in against unjust laws. This is unjust. Wow, what a great teachable I, moment. Like I said, we're upholding a policy that was provided to us, which we have to uphold. Okay. Can you show me where the policy Okay. So kudos to the mom for, for pushing back and, and defending her son in, 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 that, in that context. And by the way, uh, Governor Jared Polis, he's the uh, governor of Colorado, Democrat. Uh, he actually, someone tagged him in a tweet to weigh in on this, and he said, well, you know, obviously the Gadsden flag is a proud symbol of the American Revolution and an iconic warning to Britain or any government not to violate the liberties of Americans. It appears on popular American medallions and challenge coins through today, and Ben Franklin also adopted it to symbolize the union of the 13 colonies. It's a great teaching moment for a history lesson. Yeah, Governor Paulus, maybe you might want to start with, oh, I don't know, the teachers in your state? I mean, how absurd is this? And this this teacher was basically hung out to dry because, yeah, I okay, I can understand that you're upholding policy, but it's very clear, or, or well, I shouldn't say it's very clear she doesn't understand the origin of the Gadsden flag. Maybe she does, and maybe she even acknowledges, yeah, this is kind of a stupid law, or a stupid rule, I should say. And uh, Connor Boyack, who is the president of uh, Libertas, he went through a tweet thread. He initially he uh, linked to this video and said that the school cited the U.S. EEOC, which admitted that the flag originated in the Revolutionary War in a non-racial context, but then said, however, whatever the historic origins and the meaning of the symbol, it has also s since it has. It also has since been sometimes interpreted to convey racially tinged messages. 
Well, you know what that means. Because a lot of Trump supporters in their MAGA hats waved around the don't tread me flag. Oh, well, there you go. Racist. If anything associated with Trump, if anybody associated with Trump touched this, it has to be racist. I'll continue with Connor Boyack's uh, Twitter thread. The director then argued that the flag is associated with hate groups, linking it to this. And then there was a week, there was some article where a graphic design scholar. Yeah, you heard that right. A graphic design scholar claimed that some may now see the Gadsden flag as a symbol of intolerance and hate or even racism. You know what that sounds like to me? That just sounds like confirmation bias. Wow, here's this um, checks notes. Graphic design scholar who says that it has racial connotations now. So uh, kudos again to Jaden's mother. Uh, uh, Jaden wanted to stand up for his uh, beliefs, so he was kicked out of class. He asked his mom to take him to the news station to get the word out. He got the idea, apparently, from a uh, Tuttle Twins book, which this uh, Libertas organization, which Connor Bayak, uh, Boyak is, is president of, has uh, put out. Uh, the NBC affiliate there in, the Colorado, in Colorado declined the interview. So what rule was he actually breaking? According to the director, uh, it was a rule regarding uh, referring to drugs, tobacco, alcohol, or weapons. Not really clear what alleged slavery connections have to do with drugs, tobacco, alcohol, or weapons. So this was a Harrison School District 2, and it was the Vanguard School. Uh, you can check them out, thevanguardschool.com, and uh, Director Jeff Yoakum. Uh, again, it's a charter school there. So in the end, uh, justice was delivered for Jaden. I'll read from the school board real quick. Uh, the student returned with the patch still visible on his backpack. Following the district's direction, Vanguard administrators pulled the student aside so that they could speak with his parents in the district. Upon learning of these events, the Vanguard School Board of Directors called an emergency meeting. And at this time, the Vanguard School Board and the district have informed the student's family that he may attend school with the Gadsden flag patch visible on his backpack. So, uh there are sometimes liberty, the uh, for maintaining liberty, there has to be eternal vigilance. It was unjust this young man had to, what he had to go through, certainly, but this is going to maintain eternal, this is going to require eternal vig- vigilance to maintain our freedoms and our liberty. So kudos to a 12-year-old for showing us how it's done and his family, of course. Folks, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. Sam 12 the Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. And let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every... If your home plans include adding a bedroom in the basement, you should be aware that code requires an emergency egress window so any family member rooming downstairs can get out of the house quickly and safely. Egress windows also supply access to the basement for emergency responders. Standard Water Control specializes in egress window installation. Add light, ventilation, and value to your home with an egress window. Now is the perfect time to schedule your consultation. Visit standardwater.com. That's standardwater.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. My name is Marla, and I am a teacher in a local public school system. My husband and I heard about brain balance. We were a bit skeptical, of course, but we didn't know what to do. When we went to brain balance, they got it. They were asking me questions that our medical provider was not asking us. The teachers immediately started noticing that our kids were calmer. As a teacher and a mom, I would say this is one of the most amazing programs I have seen for children. My kids, in their own individual ways, received the help that they needed that moved them to a place of balance and harmony. 
You know your child better than anyone, but if they struggle with focus, anxiety, or other developmental and learning challenges, you know how frustrating it can be to find the help they need. That's why more parents know brain balance and the difference it's made for their kids. It's the all-natural, whole-child approach that's getting results. Parents know their kids best, and with brain balance, they know results. Visit brainbalance.com for more information. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions, but what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb, not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kloharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key word pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. AM twelve eighty the Patriot.